ACL Nation, welcome into the show. Sorry, I have dog wrestling happening by me. It's horrible timing for the intro of the show. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect because you just got a new microphone that's going to pick everything up, and you just got a new camera that'll pick up all the details. So it's, it's don't know literally... what to say. <laughs> uh, it's mayhem in here. Okay. Um, okay, welcome to the show. We have a lot to talk about. We have open number three that's going to happen in Tiverton, Rhode Island. We have our pro team roster grades. We have news around the league. We have buy or sell, all kinds of good stuff. Um, plus, we had some fun stuff happening over the weekend. So, Trey, did you get to watch any of it? Yes, I did. I, Michelle is literally going on mute to go run after her dogs. And- <laughs> Oh, what a what a start. Uh, yeah, no. So to be honest with you, I caught a little bit of some of the action. We had some events going on this weekend. But for the most part, I was um, I was talking to some people earlier, like my fall, like my fall time is like the only time all year where it's not every weekend and every week. It's like a combination of, of both. Um, so like the fall is my opportunity to kind of take some time to actually do stuff not cornhole related so it's a lot of football usually and unfortunately i had a funeral to go to this weekend but it was uh for the most part um you know kind of just a a relaxing tuned in a little bit here and there but for the most part i try to take it easy yeah i agree i try to do the same um i did catch a little bit of it we'll talk about that news around the league so because some cool stuff happened there um but let's dive into the open it's happening november 10th through 12th mish doesn't care Um, about my weekend yeah, she does. He, she doesn't Whatever. care about Anthony. I've, I've, I'm, I've moved on. <laughs> no, <laughs> I did. LA, LA had a basketball tournament. I saw that. <laughs> I was gonna say I did see your your post though. So we got some basketball happening on the Anthony side of things. Yeah, I actually wanted to talk more. I wanted to do a little bragging. Uh, you know, maybe take a little oh, thing from your bag and bragging. bragging. Trey, this weekend I received a little care package. From the Buffalo team, I, I want to know if I, did you get a care package or just did I? I did get a care package. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, yes. sweet. Well, you thought package, they liked right? you better? Yeah, I was. I was trying to see if I was like better. I was a cool I, little. No, I love package. it. Yeah, off the board did send us some stuff, and I've been trying to break the bags in, but but I haven't thrown cornhole in forever. So like me, my pace of breaking bags in takes like I'll be. I'll, these will be broken in like six months. I'll be Which all right. bags did you get? I don't know. They're not actually labeled. I actually asked AJ to like send me what series they are, but they they like branded off the board and like yeah. episode forty five Trey Rider. Like they're custom. Isn't that cool? Um, yeah. Does, it, it, does cool. it have a carpet? That carpet side? Yeah, it's got car. It's all black. It's got carpet on one I side. I think you're gonna like those. Uh, it, I I, I, I have thrown them a little bit. I do like. Yes, the speed. you're gonna love that speed. I threw them a little bit too. Yeah. So shout out to them. Thanks for the care package this weekend. That's all I had, Misha. Just wanted to. Send a shout out to those guys. I totally thought when you said Buffalo that you're talking about the team, like the Bills. Oh, yeah. No. And I was like, whoa, that's amazing. That's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. The cornhole team. You're right. Exactly, Michelle. Because <laughs> I was watching the game. So I was like, wow, that's that's pretty crazy. Um, all right. All right, Anthony, are you good? You got any more weekend go. news for us? Thank you, okay. Mish. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this has been a rough start for me. Start the show over. I know. I really want to. Um, okay. And like, I tr- I have to adjust. Just so th- for those of you who don't already know, I got this new mic and this new camera, and I have like these settings to adjust, and it's raining here, and I cannot get the colors down. So I feel like last time I was yellow, this time I'm red. I can't figure this camera out. It's so much fun over here. 
All right, let's get into the uh, Tiverton Rhode Island um, Open, and we'll start with let's start with the uh, singles. Uh, who are you looking at, Trey? Yeah, so looking at the roster, um, it's an interesting um, it's an interesting group that's going to go out there. So there are some top level pros, but sometimes it I feel like when we talk about these opens from a big picture, we're either like this open is stacked or there's nobody going to this one, right? And this. I don't know. Maybe Anthony feels differently, but to me, this feels kind of in the middle. We have a good yeah. mix of top level pros going. I definitely wouldn't say this field is absolutely loaded from top to bottom with pros, but if you're going to win this thing, you have to beat some of the best players in the world to get there. So um, on the singles side, you know, in general, your, your heavy hitters, your Gavin Cano, Caleb Batson, Fisher Hamilton, uh, Tony Smith, Mark Richards, um, really going to, headline a lot of this field and going to be kind of the big names that you're looking out for. Um, so you're going to see some of these, those, those best players in the world uh, singles wise, you know, anytime I'm looking at an open now, I feel like I have to look at Fisher Hamilton, someone who has consistently shown up at these open events and is now one of the winningest players of all time at the open level. Mark Richards, also in that conversation, when they go to opens, they tend to win or they tend to be right there at the end. Um, but I still look for guys like Gavin Cano, right? We've really been seeing him as a doubles player alongside Fisher Hamilton, but we know that he can he can compete at a really, really high level. Uh, two years ago, Ryan Smith won this event in singles, this, this open in Tiverton, Rhode Island. He wins it. He takes it down. So I'm looking for him. To have success. I may have missed him, but Kyle Malone is who won this event last year as far as the Rhode Island Open. I didn't see him on the list. I might have missed him, but I didn't see him as a registrant. So we're looking for somebody that's, that's um, you know, unless it's going to be Ryan Smith, it's likely going to be someone brand new that wins this event for the first time. Um, also interested to see like Trey Birchfield and how he plays. You know, he play, I saw him play a little bit at Bagmania this weekend and he was playing pretty well, but ultimately, you know, um, he's got an opportunity to kind of continue to get back into his, his groove and, and, and play at a really high level. So, um, and then of course, Tony, Smith. he's playing in his home region, right? He's from the Northeast. I actually looked up North Grosvenordale, uh, Connecticut to Tiverton, Rhode Island, an hour and 13 minutes. So Tony Smith is as close to a hometown open as he can possibly get. So, um, you know, I expect him to have a high level of success to teams, you know, from their perspective, regions tended to defend their home turf pretty well. So on the single side, uh, not a lot of surprises of who I got my eyes on. Anthony, what about you? Any surprises there? Yeah, uh, nailed it perfectly. I think the only thing I could add is uh, just just all of the young talent we're going to get in this open. I'm kind of going through the list. Of course, we're going to get your Burton Juniors and Chamberlains. Uh, we're going to get your Cano Batsons. Uh, Hunter Thorne, but I'm really excited about seeing guys like a Brady Foster, uh, a Braden Wilson, just talking about some of the youngs. Um, Frank Verona is going to be in the field. Again, I have a close eye on this guy. What's he going to look like into the new season? You know, Ethan Walker, I'm expecting him to have a breakout season, another young talent. Austin Cameron, we're going to get a look at this rookie coming in, uh, another young talent. So um, to me, just kind of looking at a ton of the young talent in this one and I mean, you got your Tony Smiths, your Mark Richards, your um, your Fisher Hamiltons, like you were saying, but I think some young talent could threaten, and we've already seen Trader do that 
at the first couple opens winning brackets. So uh, I think we're going to get a really strong young presence in this one from a singles perspective. All right. Moving on to doubles, Trey, who are you looking at? Yeah, I think this is where some things can get get fun. Um, so I think Tony Smith and Mark Richards, this is their opportunity. I mean, we talked about it whether last episode, the episode before, that I expect them to win an open before April hits. They got to win one. Um, so this is a really mm-hmm. strong opportunity, as good as any other, for them to take the entire field down. So I'm watching them, obviously. Um, some interesting matchups. Uh, Gavin Cano playing with Caleb Batson. Um, but Fisher Hamilton is also in the field. So Fisher Hamilton is going to be playing with Hunter Thorne. So we're not going to see an opportunity for Gavin Cano and Fisher Hamilton uh, to continue their dominating run at some of these opens. And my question might be, look, I, I get you want to play with some different people and spice things up, but like, if it's not broken, well, I fix it, right? So I'm, I'm a little surprised there, unless it was one of those things where um, one of them was signed up to play and then, you know, a couple of weeks go by and then it turns out the other one actually wants to go in that sort of situation. But, um, but a couple, you know, two teams in particular that I'm, I'm actually watching. Um, one is Jamie Fincham and Ryan Smith. So Ryan Smith, I already ta- talked about, he won this event uh, uh, two years ago in singles. He was a, a, a dominant presence there. And, and Jamie Fincham is one of those players that we've talked about as, as someone who has, um, high potential as a rookie. Not quite sure if he's a ballot of rookie of the year type of potential, but this is a good opportunity to see him in action as a pro player playing against someone that's already had success in this situation before. So, and they have experience playing together. So I'm excited to see Fincham and Smith. And then it's going to be my first real look at Adam Hisner and Trey Birchfield. Uh, this is a team that has a lot of hype coming into them. Of course, Hisner and Henderson split this offseason. That was a big question mark for a lot of people. Who's going to be able to step in and fill that void? And then Trey Birchfield comes out of nowhere, not throwing lucky bags anymore, but now Team mm-hmm. Titan and going to be throwing with Adam Hisner. So this is a team that makes a lot of sense from a regional perspective just because They've known each other for a long time. They're both from the state of Ohio. They played probably they played each other probably a thousand times in their career. But both from a personality and a bag perspective, it's going to be very interesting. Hisner and Henderson were always known for throwing a bag on the tackier side. And yes, Birchfield had some success for surefires, but not really someone that I would classify as someone that likes to throw a, a very uh, tacky bag in general. But um, when, when he was at the top of his game, he could really throw anything. So, um, it's a team that I just kind of am watching to see what is this potential. We're going to talk about power rankings later and, you know, a little bit of a foreshadowing. I don't have Hisner and Birchfield in my top 10, but they were on, they were on my last list, right? Yeah. They were on that, that group that, I don't know. It could be a, a number eight, number seven, or it could be a number 18, 19, 20. It really just depends on how they can gel together because they've both been top, you know, 10 doubles teams players for the past few seasons. And now they just got to figure out how to do it together. Absolutely. Anthony, anything to add there on the double side? Yeah, we're going to talk about doubles power rankings a little bit later. So I was a little bummed to see some of the mix ups in the partnerships, because this would have been a really good tournament to get a feel because you could have had Smith and Richards, Chamberlain Burton Jr., Kano Hamilton, Grindersleeve Batson, and Harbaugh Malone all in the same tournament. And we, we, when we get to the power rankings, you're going to see that those are pretty much my 
one, two, three, four, five. So this would have been a good tournament to kind of see how they match up against each other. Ideally, we get some head-to-head matchups when you get deeper into the brackets and we can see how those teams play against each other. But Kano and Batson, you know, now partnering up, kind of jacked that up. Uh, we got Grindersleeve playing with Caleb Medenka. I'm really excited to see what Caleb can do with a strong partner in Eddie Grindersleeve. I watched a regional recently. Uh, this would have been a Texas regional where Medenka went through a Gavin Kano and fought AJ Sims really, really tough in the championship match. I want to say it was Medenka that took the king seat, or he was at least right around there. So um, this kid could be something special. So I got a close eye on him. Obviously, I've been talking a lot about this Brady Foster kid coming in. I think he's one of those eight, nine, ten rookies that we got a close eye on coming into 2024. We're not talking about Foster as much as some of the other six or seven, but I think this kid could be special. Obviously, Jimmy Eumann's moving away from Kyle Malone this season. Leveling down, you would say, picking up a Brady Foster. I'm sure how I'm I'm, I'm curious how they're going to work together and if Jimmy Humans can maintain. Uh, he's a really good doubles player. He's always done really well. I want to see if he can maintain a top 15, maybe even a 20 ranking with a Brady Foster. Um, we talk a lot about Braden Wilson and what he's going to do this season. Interesting partner in Moses Asueta. Um, I think they can do some work. We've seen Moses play. His ceiling is really, really high where he ends up deep in tournaments, threatens some wins with the Braden Wilson, two different style of games. But uh, I'm excited to see how that play. I'm kind of more of like, hey, let's just see what we get out of these guys. The next batch of players for me, not necessarily players that could win it, but really just kind of trying to see what we get out of it. You know, uh, I'm a big fan of Jeff Reynolds. If you go back to when I started the game back in 17, Jeff Reynolds was one of the four or five players that I saw playing constantly he's dropping videos he's doing amazing things you know hitting 16 airmail in a row on a on a, a little uh, video drop to us back in 17 was amazing i want to see this guy succeed you know running it back with justin stranger can they make a run in this i think they could um you mentioned fincham and smith obviously uh, i got eyes on them partnering up again they've had success in the past um Hisner Birchfield. I'm also looking at them. They also fell out of my top 10 when we get there, just right outside of top 10. What's interesting, they both made top 10 in doubles last season, but with different partners. So now you kind of shift those around. How do they do together? Can they be still maintain a top 10 together? Uh, I think it's going to be close. Um, let's see. D'Ambrosia and Berkeley pair. I think that they're going to be awesome. I, we've already seen success with them. Didn't they win an open last year, if I remember correctly? They won this one. They won this one. Okay, so can they win it again? And then you mentioned uh, Jamie Hudson. I'm glad you mentioned Hudson. I have a special place in my heart for Jamie Hudson. He has no idea, but he was, I want to say he was my first or second match as a pro in my career. So uh, I'll always remember my first couple matches, and we had a battle, and I was, I, it kind of really set the tone for me in my pro career. It kind of was like, you know, put everything in perspective, how good everybody is. Jamie Fincham is an OG man. And most people might not know him, but he's a guy that's been around a long time. Um, I'm excited to see him still playing, you know, six years, five, six years later, when I started my career, this guy's still out there teaming up with a, a John kitchen, another name that we don't mention anymore. You know, a, a previous Man of the year. I believe he was the man of the year, right? The devour man of the year. If we go back a long time. So these two OGs teaming up, could they come out and say, Hey, we're still, we're still in this game. That would be pretty awesome to see uh, Jamie Fincham in, uh, in kitchen do some work. And then the last one for me, 
a couple guys that, you know, you got Verona and you got Kipple. Another just close look to me. I got to watch a Kipple match. Uh, they were He was playing uh, Hicks and Trader in a doubles match. So I was there to watch Hicks and Trader. I got a good look at Kipple through a whole match. Really, really good player. And you team him up with a rookie like Frank Verona, who I also watched a couple singles matches. I think these guys could surprise some people and beat some high-end teams. So those are kind of the teams I'm just kind of watching uh, in this open number three. Very nice. All right, we'll move on to our pro team roster grades. Uh, we've been looking at the different uh, regions. This time we're going to look at the National West. So that's going to consist of the Las Vegas High Rollers, the Colorado Timber, the Arizona Burn, and the California Slingers. And uh, we'll start with the High Rollers, Trey. Tell us who's on the team and what your grade is. Yeah, so uh, our last our last set of these. So we're kind of getting through the end of these these team grades here as we prep. Open number five will be the first instance where we'll see some pro teams in action. So it'll be cool to see. Oh, uh, yeah, Las, yeah. Vegas, Las Vegas high rollers. Uh, interesting. Okay, we'll go through um, their team. So Tanner Halbert is going to be the captain again this season. They bring back Hunter Thorne, Cody Henderson, Eric Zockline, uh, Jackson Gore and Kobe, I'm sorry, Kobe Costanza, not Jackson Gore. Um, and then they draft Jackson Gore, Jordan Camba, Steve Schrader, Jay Dotson, Hunter Claxton, Kaylee Hunter, Matt Stout, Donovan Sinelli, Timothy Pitcher, Kenzie Beach, Peyton Haynes, and Justin Dermody. So um, the high rollers, interesting to me. Um, I don't I keep going back and forth in my head on, on, on this. So the first, their first pick, they went with Jack Gore. Um, a little bit of a risk to me, just with the health issues and the stepping away that Jack Gore has had to have at times over this past year. Um, it, it is a risk. Uh, I do think if for the most part, you're not going to get a bad Jack Gore, right? You just not maybe not be able to get that elite level that sometimes you, that you look for. So I think Jack Gore, a little bit of a risk there. The one pick that did surprise me a lot was Jordan Camba right there at the end of that first round. I thought that was a, a, a pretty significant reach yep. for Jordan Camba, who we haven't yet seen yet be able to deliver at a high level. So I thought that was a little bit interesting. I thought Schrader and Dotson were two really good value picks in those middle rounds that a lot of people, I think, undervalue because of their play style. But Jay Dotson's a guy that even as he, as as most recent as in Portland this past year gave Tony Smith and the rest of that bracket all that they can handle at one of these nationals. So Jay Dotson's someone that can play at a high level. Uh, down towards the end, you kind of have some hit or misses, right? Hunter Claxton has been a guy that's been really good, but was awful at the rookie showcase. No other way to put it. Just did not perform at the rookie showcase. Timothy Pitcher has had flashes of greatness and then had other you know, stretches where he hasn't been able to perform at a high level. Justin Dermody, we don't know a lot about him, but their last pick, they pick him up. But he was a player in, in my station at the rookie showcase that delivered at a high level. So I go a little bit back and forth here. I originally had a B minus, and I'm going to bring it back up to a B. I think it's a solid team. There's just nothing that wows me about them that I think they're going to run through and take everything over. So overall, I'll settle with the high rollers being a B. Anthony, what do you think? Man, Trey, we have yet to have a team where we're on the opposite ends. I also have this as a B. Um, I think this is a super strong top six. You know, Halbert Thorne, Henderson, Zockline, Gore, Costanza. There's a long list of players on this team that have been around for a long time, have won at the top level, 
uh, at some point in their career. So I mentioned those six. You can throw in Camba, Stout, Dotson, Pitcher. All of these players at some point in their career have been the man, have been at the top. They didn't really have a priority on the rookie class. You know, they 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 really went their top 12, 13 players. They went for that experience. They went for that kind of OG mentality. It wasn't until the end of the draft where they started picking up um, some of the rookies. Uh, it's not great statistically. On, I mean, on average, they're in the back half of the league. Uh, but this team knows how to win, obviously. that Like I was saying, there's a bunch of players that have been or are at the top of the food chain. Some clear partnerships, though. I think there's some clear chemistry here. You got Halbert Zockline. You could throw Kamba in on either one of those players. They're, he's going to play really well with them. I think Thorne and, and Jackson Gore are obvious, but then you could throw Costanza in there. You can mix those three around however you want. Henderson and Dotson is an, a super obvious choice for me. I'd be surprised if they didn't play together and they would be tough. You've got Pitcher and Beach that I think would work really well. Um, I think the bottom half of this team will be the difference in their success. What are you going to get in that bottom eight? Um, that's going to be Kaylee Hunter, Stout, Pitcher, and Beach. They really need to show out and set an example for some of these new players like Sinelli, Haynes, and Dermody. But I went with a B as well, uh, Trey. All right, moving on to the Colorado Timber. All right, the Colorado Timber, uh, captained by Yeti Irwan. She brings back Adam Hister, Justin Doss, and Eric Anderson as well as trading at some point. Um, they traded away Frank Modlin and they acquired Derek King. And then in addition to that, they did trade away Josh Holland, who was another keeper at one point. So uh, so they do have, uh, they, like I said, they have Derek King, Ian Cripps, Caden Allen, Ryan Trader, Nick Petuski, Caleb Medenka, Connie Altice, Byron Sisson, Zoe Gann, Mike Selmeyer, Trey Baker, Nicole Pratt, and Jay Seifkis. So uh, this is a weird team um, because I, I think I really did like um, – I liked the trade with the Coasters. I thought you were able to bring in Derek King, move up into the first round. You gave away Frank Modlin, who has just been okay uh, the past couple of seasons. So I thought that was an overall success. What I didn't love was trading away Josh Holland at a second, essentially a second-round valuation. I understand – that Josh Holland has um, not didn't have the greatest year last season, but he's still an incredible player. He's still someone who has a ton of potential, and when he gets in that zone, you just can't beat him. So I didn't love giving him away unless I was going to get first-round level talent back. Um, I also questioned the idea that they didn't bring back Vincent Frisch. Frisch was someone that I thought would be on their keeper list. They yeah. end up letting him go back into the draft pool, which I really, really was surprised by. So. Didn't love those things, but I do love that from a draft perspective, I was able to get Ryan Trader, Caden Allen, and Ian Cripps. Those are three top 35 players right now. You can't argue because Ian Cripps, that's what he did this past season. Caden Allen, we expect to be top 35. And Ryan Trader at this current point in time is playing better than both of the others, right? Yep. Someone that just won an open. So I loved the first couple string of picks for the for the timber. They are very much youth heavy. So again, you mentioned uh, Medenka earlier. He's someone that has really high potential. Petusky as well. Again, really leading on that in that middle part of the rounds. But what do I get at a Justin Doss and Derek King and even Eric Anderson? I want to give this team a B plus, 
but I feel like I have to settle at a B again just because they're so high extremes. This is a team that has such a high ceiling and low floor, and I just have no idea where they land, so I pick the middle and roll with it. Fair enough. Anthony, how about you? Yeah, another young squad. You got an average eight of 28, the second youngest squad in the league. Four ladies on this team. That's the most out of any, any of the teams tied with the Marauders. I think Zoe Gain, one of those ladies, was picked somewhere around that 13 spot on the roster. I think she outplays the 13 spot on the other team roster. So I think that she's going to hold down her spot pretty well. On average, this team's grinding. I mean, there's a lot of, of rounds. When you look at this squad, a lot of players are playing high-end tournaments all of the time. Trader Kalen Allen and Zoe Gain are going to, they're hustling. They're carrying most of the weight. You got Selmeyer out there, Yeti and Caleb also up there playing a lot of rounds of high-end tournaments. They're middle of the pack statistically. They've got a crappy PPR, but a decent DPR. Not real strong at the top. Their best ranked player at the top is 34th in Adam Hisner. You've got other teams out there that have two players out of the top 10. Their highest ranked player is 34th. Uh, they only have two players inside 50. Um, I think where their strength is going to come from, and you said it, Trey, their best players are going to be the rookies coming in. Caden Allen and Ryan Trader are going to be the best players on the team as rookies coming in. I think you're going to get big muscle out of Caleb Medenka. I think he's going to be a huge contributor. I also went with a B. Next up is the Arizona Burn. Had a really strong season last season. What do you think of how they did this season? Yeah, I, I kept taking that into consideration. Like, I, almost the other ones, I'm, I take a more analytical approach. But, like, this one's gut feel. So, if we go to the Arizona Burn, we bring back Ty Lopez, who is now the captain instead of Doug Zapp. Ty Lopez, Doug Zapp, Derek Holland, Jeff Reynolds, Moses Sesueta, and Florentino Mendoza. We then draft Colby Shearer, Chris Roybal, Landon Crabtree, Tyler Parent, Jaime Sanchez, Matt Allen, Devin Wolf, Derek Singleton, and Chad Rowe. So ultimately, um, when we talk about the keepers, I love I you have to love them because they were the group that didn't have any high rankings, but they played teams well. They had chemistry, they strategized, they did everything that you need to do as a team in order to be successful. So because of that, I have to give them a really, really high-level boost because of the people they brought back are a core part of that team that are going to see it and see them all the way to the end. So I, I, I'm really happy with that. Now, I think to an extent, the Arizona Burn to me and who they drafted is the island of misfit toys, okay? <laughs> and here's why. I'm going to take uh, Colby Shearer, someone that is a really talented rookie, but when you talk about all the other pr high-profile ones that they could have taken – they took the guy that's the uh, the least of the names, right? The names yeah. are flashy. It's not a Ryan Trader, Alex Hicks, Braden Wilson, Cade Allen, all that. No, I take yeah. Colby Shear. Then I turn around and I got Chris Roybal, the guy that takes 47 seconds to throw his bat, <laughs> right? Anytime you see Chris Roybal play, you're going to make a comment about how he throws and not what happens once the bag comes out of his hand. Then after that, I add Landon Crabtree, the guy that throws the bag backwards, right? The guy that, again, <laughs> when anybody throws the bag, when anybody watches Landon Crabtree, nobody ever talks about where the bag ends up. They always talk about how the bag spins in the midair. Go down a little bit to this. I got Jaime Sanchez. 
Anthony, how many times do we talk about Jaime Sanchez? We don't even talk about how good he is. We just talk yeah. about that his technique is terrible and he figures out how to make it work sometimes. The Arizona Burn are the island of misfit toys. They're a team that should not be near the top. They All they have is team chemistry. They're, they're, they're drafting some toys that don't work right. And they just, you know, the jack-in-the-box is broken. And the, But you know what? They're a B-plus for me because they're going to figure it out because they figured it out last year. And I think ultimately – they're a team that's going to be really consistent and put a lot of bags in the hole. And sometimes that's all you need to do to win. So uh, go print the t-shirts, the Arizona burn of the Island of misfit toys. <laughs> I think they'll embrace that. <laughs> what do you think, Anthony? Oh, I freaking love that. That is awesome. Um, okay. On paper, best team statistically, number one PPR or number, number one DPR, number two PPR. No one's even close. Um, we know that standing alone, those don't mean necessarily, but when you put those together, you're going to be a good team, a good player when you have those at the top. Um, one of three teams with an all-man roster. Uh, just something to note. Um, they're the second oldest squad. We just talked about the second youngest squad. Now we got the second oldest squad at 35 years old. This team does not value easy path qualifications. They don't care about application. They don't care about PPC, conference, women's only quals. No, thank you. We're going to pull from returning pros. These are your top 50 doubles players and some of your top singles players, and we're going to pull heavily from the open qualifications. Four players out of the open quals, which is tied with the most in the league. So they're valuing those as well as some from the pro uh, qualifier gauntlet. I think that first pick, you mentioned it, Colby Shear. I think he keeps up with the first pick. I think he's going to maintain the level of quality there. I think we're going to get something good out of him. Chris Roybal, he's showing great results out of the gate, taking the king seat. In a big tournament this weekend, same thing with Crabtree. You talked about these misfits. They're doing really well. Crabtree came out and did really, really good uh, at one of the Opens as well. Um, and I think you have some natural partnerships that fit really nice at first glance. I think what makes this team special is it's a deep roster from top to bottom. It's not going to be really a lot of good players up top or down low. It's just going to be nice and even and deep across. Uh, strong leadership. I think Ty Lopez and Doug Zaft are going to bring Strong leadership to this team. I liked what I saw from them when they got on the broadcast, when they were forming their teams, when they were talking through strategy, they seemed to make that a focus. And I think they were going to be a huge asset to this team. I was really close, Trey. I went A- minus on this team. You were B+. Plus. Last up, uh, the Cali Slingers. What you got, Jay? All right, California Slingers. They got Tony Smith as the captain. They bring back Corey Gilbert, Nick Williams, and Peter Sasueta, they trade to acquire Philip Lopez and Kyle Malone. Then they draft Logan Hall, Dean Norton, Ricky Gonzalez, Brandon Martinez, Emily Downer, Michael Nunez, Roy Ferdin, Michael Allen, and Andrew Clark. Now, for me, the Slingers absolutely got away with highway robbery with these two trades. They added Philip Lopez and Kyle Malone. Lopez, they had to give up Travis Purser. Fine. <laughs> Kyle Malone, they gave away what, uh, you know, a bag of Lay's potato chips. Um, I mean, they, it, it doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, Kyle Malone, Philip Lopez, the team is not, not fair in that regard. Okay. The returning and who they trade for is, is, is outrageous, especially when you consider the fact that Corey Gilbert and Nick Williams had such good uh, seasons last season in doubles at incest. Like the, the team is not fair. Now they took a big risk with Logan Hall. And I think, 
the key is, I'm going to tease you. I gave this team an A minus. Okay, a really, really good team. This could be an A to A plus team, single handedly leaning on Logan Hall. If you're going to buy into a high scoring combine rookie, he better pay off for you. Okay, they could have gotten someone that was a little bit of a safer pick. If Hall is the guy they want him to be, then this is an A team. Okay. You're adding in depth. Ricky Gonzalez played with Corey Gilbert last year. They're going to. A partner. She never got consistency in the end. She ends up in a good spot. I really like the California slingers at an A minus. Anthony, what do you think? They're strong in DPR. Um, they didn't go heavy in the rookie class, uh, but they did pull their share. All the rookies came out of the pro qualifier. The most out of the entire league. They pulled the most players out of the pro qualifier. Um, big pickups, though. You mentioned it. And they have the most in the league there in these rookies, these top-end rookies out of the qualifier. Logan Hall, Brandon Martinez, Michael Nunez, and Roy Ferdin. Uh, They have a strong returning pro class. If you look at the pros that they did keep, um, they're one of the top in the league. Four top 50 players on this team. I mentioned a team earlier that only had one. This team has four top t- uh, 50 players. Tony Smith. Kyle Malone, Nick Williams, Philip Lopez, second only to the burn. The burn does have uh, more top 50 players. I reversed this one. Uh, Trey, you went A minus. I went B plus. All right. That wraps up that region. And we're going to move on to newser on the league. Uh, we had a couple tournaments this weekend that were happening. A bag mania regional in Las Vegas. Uh, the singles winner was Jackson Remick. Doubles was Trey Birchfield and Ryan Windsor. Yeah, I, I know you got something to say Ooh. about that. <laughs> I mean, that was a crazy. I mean, he had to beat Caleb Batson in the end there and uh, came back from a. I think he was down like 18 4 or something. Yes. I mean, yes. it was, yeah, it was a big, it was a big comeback for him and, and not an easy feat. So, congrats to Jackson Remick. And we also had the Battle of the Queens. Uh, this one less surprising. <laughs> Cheyenne Bubenheim takes singles, she also takes doubles with Sarah Cassidy. A uh, big event, big weekend for Cheyenne. Uh, shout out to Cameron Belvin who took second in everything. So the two, so anybody who thought these um, these pregnant uh, ladies couldn't compete at their same level, uh, they showed you first and second in everything. So, congrats to them um, and for that event. And uh, I know you probably want to talk about this, Anthony, but we don't really have a lot of time. So, any quick words on your boy there, Bagmania? Jackson Remick, congratulations, dude. I think if, if I don't have a lot of time, so I'm just going to say if there's one guy that's going to know Jackson Remick's name coming out of this weekend, his name is Justin Burton Jr. Jackson Remick knocks Justin Burton Jr. down to the loser's bracket in like his first or second game in singles. And then who knocks Burton Jr. and Chamberlain out of the doubles tournament? It's Jackson Remick and Gavin Hammond knock him out of the tournament. So JBJ is walking out of Las Vegas knowing who Jackson Remick is. <laughs> I bet. I bet. <laughs> All right, moving on to buy or sell. First one is Ryan Windsor is as close to his old school self as he's ever been. Trey, buy or sell? Yeah, I'll buy it. Um, I think he's really close, and uh, you know, I'm 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 still not ready to go all the way to the to the point where you know having him in my top ten like Anthony, but I think he's really really close. I, I'm kind of still a little bit in show me mode. Um, but he's, I think he's better right now than he was all of last year and the year before, so I will buy. Anthony? I'm buying as well, and I'm putting a lot of weight into the fact that he is two for two and opens and winning his bracket. So when we do the power rankings and we're saying who's hot right now, 
I got to give Ryan Windsor the nod there and put him in the top 10. I'm definitely buying on that one. It's going to be three or more years before we see a legitimate contender to Cheyenne Bubenheim's reign in the women's game. I want to sell this, but I can't. I mean, I'm, I, I am going to buy it. I just, right now she's grinding at a high level. Someone, you're not going to be able to in a year be able to do, be able to contend and go toe-to-toe with her going from not playing to now. I don't know if I can see an existing female pro out there right now that can is going to be able to make that jump. So it's got to be somebody new. So it's going to be at least two years before that person is able to get to the point where they are now. I think she continues this run of domination. I'm going to buy it. Anthony? Here's the problem is you can't outrun bags with Cheyenne Renner. Her kryptonite is going to be a dirty game. And that's the problem is, is we have a low percentage of females that play that dirty style game. We need a female version of Braden Wilson, Ryan Trader, one of the Gore boys to come in. That is Cheyenne's kryptonite. So if we keep seeing these females running bags, Good luck. You're not going to beat Cheyenne Renner. So, yeah, it's going to take three years. A Northeast pro defends their home turf in Rhode Island, winning either singles or doubles. Uh, it's a little bit of a prelude to my my hot take, so I won't say too much, but I will buy it. I think if there's ever a tournament that you can sign up Tony Smith to win, I mean, it's got to be. It's got to be like this. He's in his. He's an hour from his house. He's. He's playing well right now. Like, I don't know. I, I got to go in on Tony Smith. I'm actually going to buy it. Anthony. Yeah, Tony Smith's carrying the muscle there. Ah, oh, God, the field the field is really strong. I'm going to sell. Uh, I really think Caleb Batson is the best player in the world right now, um, and he's, he's in that tournament. So good luck, everybody else. Jackson Remick is the next great pro prospect. Well, I know what Anthony's going to go here, but <laughs> – I'll, I'll, I'll have a little hesitation. I know for a fact, because I have insider information, that there's a chance Jackson Remick could be one of the first ever scholarship athletes at a college. So he is he is being heavily recruited at the moment. So I, I, I'll you know I, I'll, I'll say you know sell it because maybe there's an opportunity for him to be a collegiate. Uh, player as well, not just all the way to that pro level. So uh, I'll, I'll sell it, even though I know what Anthony's going to do. Yeah, Anthony. No, so I, I'm realistic. I, I'm I'm not going to be biased on this. I'm going to sell. Uh, honestly, I was not expecting Remick to come out and win that tournament. That blew my mind. I know the kid can come in and win a match or two against top end players, but to lose his first or second game like he did and run, I don't know, 92 wins in a row going through. Some of the players that he did did surprise me. I'm so proud of this kid. Um, but to be the next best pro prospect, uh, I'm going to sell on that. But he's certainly now in the discussion after a big win like that. A, I think it was considered a conference win, I believe. Borderline runs out of time on their 100th episode. Bye. Bye. I mean, they, they, they got, those guys run out of time. I mean, their 100th episode, they're going to be having a party. They're going to be having like 17 guests coming in. <laughs> And that, you know, Jeff's going to look down on his watch and be like, oh, we were supposed to end 15 minutes ago, guys. So, uh, yeah, I'm buying that one. Anthony? Oh. Oh, did you lose his audio too? Or is that just... Yeah, like, okay. what just happened? I was like, <laughs> is it is it my computer? We lost you. Just thumbs up or thumbs down. Buying. 
Oh, oh now you're back. Right. Okay. He's back. Okay. Buying. He's buying. That was weird. All right. Your mic is back, Anthony. I know no that bothers you too, Mish. <laughs> I think it bothers you that they're always talking about their time, right? Yeah. I mean, yes. yeah. <laughs> you could you could keep it in your head without saying it out loud. It's possible. I do it every week. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go into our pro doubles power rankings. Uh, we will start with you, Trey. Uh, let us know who you put in that top 10 here in the preseason, I guess you could kind of say, right? Yeah, this is impossible. I had There are 15 top 10 teams. Agreed. Uh, so I don't know how this is going to work, and I am, I am leaving people out that should not be left out. However, the top five is non-negotiable. If you do not have these top five, not only do I disagree with you, but you are incorrect. I'm just, I'm just saying that. Okay. You said four earlier, so now you're saying the top five is That's non-negotiable. Right. I, 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 yeah, I, I've come around to it. Okay? Okay. okay, so now in order, like you can you can rotate. I'm okay with rotating, but these five teams. Number one, I have uh, Eddie Grinders leaving Caleb Batson. They won three straight events. They won a world championship. Um, you, they, they get to sit on that throne for six months unless there is other extenuating circumstance to tell me otherwise. They're number one. Number two, I have Gavin Cano and Fisher Hamilton. They just came off of a big, big Ooh. win and an open event. I they're they are a top whatever six last year, and that's because they didn't start very well. They're now on a roll. They're not. I, I just don't see them dropping off a cliff in order to lose that spot. Number three, I have Justin Burton Jr. and Logan Chamberlain, Ooh. another open winner that I think they're flat out two of the best players in the world right now and competing at a high level. Now here's number four. That Finally. <laughs> I have Tony Smith and Mark Richards. I'm in show me mode. Okay. Gavin Cano, Fisher Hamilton, Justin Burton Jr., Logan Chamberlain, Eddie Grindersley, Caleb Batson. They have won a tournament in the past couple months together. Now will Tony Smith and Mark Richards win that one? Do they go up? Sure. But for now, they sit at four and show me. Then number five, uh, I have Kyle Malone and Devin Harbour. Okay, I just, yeah. I just don't see in any way, shape, or form that – this team is not successful. Two top 10 doubles team players. They've been top 10 individual players. I just think this is going to be an absolute powerhouse of a team, and they deserve to be where they are. Now we get to six through 10. Crazy. By the way, did you have the same top five, Anthony? We not have the same order, top but... five. We have the same top okay. five. All right, so you're the same top five. Michelle? Um, I have a different five. All right, I can maybe I can maybe get over that. I have the um, same okay. top four, yes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, number six, this is going to be surprising to some people. I have Alan Rawls and Chris Kingsbury. Don't wow. kind of out, of, out of left field. I just think Alan Rawls is so good right now. Kingsbury just made the final. They're starting to put it all together and make it towards ends of tournaments all the time. A team that's overly consistent, and I get to reward them. Number seven has a little bit of just combination of what they've done in singles. Okay, I haven't yet seen them yet together in a legitimate way. Alex Rawls and Derek Holland. Really? This is, yes. Really? Uh, I looked at how they did last season. There's no way I can't say as good as they are as individual players, they both in ways carried their teams at times. For them, they have to be in the top 10 for me. So I got them at number seven. Number eight, I have Ryan Windsor and Matthew Creekiller. I think two elite level players. It's a new partnership, but we just saw what they could do at Bagmania. I think we're going to continue to see that. And I think having each other as a partner is going to be a really solid rock for them. They're a top 10 team for me. Number nine, this is my first young gun team I'm putting in here. And there's going to be some people that don't like it. 
I like Sammy Soto and Jack Gore. Okay. I could have easily put uh, Jake Gore and Hunter Thorne. I could have put Ryan Trader and Alex Hicks. But for me, I settled on Soto and Gore. I liked what I saw at the first open. Really reliable. They put a lot of bags in the hole. And then finally, number 10, I have two players that were easily top 10 doubles teams players last year. They still have some things to figure out, but I really like the upside. Jacob Trzinski and Tanner Halbert sit at number 10 for me. Uh, By the way, Gore Soto was my five. So I'm with you on that. Okay. Uh, Okay, go ahead, Anthony. What do you got? Yeah, so it uh, it fell apart for us a little bit in the back five, but um, we have the same one, Grinder Sleeve Batson. I you need you're in show me mode for Richards and Smith. I'm good. I'm good at keeping them at two. <laughs> I do have a Richard Smith there at two, um, and then I go Chamberlain Burton and Connell Hamilton. And you could literally swap those guys back and forth. It is splitting hairs when you talk about those two teams. Devin Harbaugh, the new team. Devin Harbaugh and Kyle Malone at number five. I already mentioned that. Then it gets a little weird for me compared to Trey. I do like your Rawls and Kingsbury at six. I had them at eight. I was only a few slots down, and I think six, seven, eight are also super, super close. But I'm going with two players that were inside, both inside 15, even maybe even more inside that, Hunter Thorne and Jacob Gore. I went with that young squad at number six. Um, I like the young squad in Ryan Trader and, and Hicks. Um, Hicks. So I look at that team and I go Hicks and Windsor were 12th in the league last year. If I look at Windsor and trader, they're really, really similar trader getting Windsor recently. So I'm kind of giving them the nod a little bit. I'm going to move them into the top 10. I had Rawls and Kingsbury at eight, Sammy Soto and Gore at nine. We share nine and then 10. Gosh, it's so hard. You've got uh, Halbert Trzinski, Birchfield Hisner, Wilson Sims, Cree Killer Windsor. I went with, I'm giving them the nod just because they're consistent year after year. I went with Wiedenfield and Smith, and it really just comes down to Ryan Wiedenfield. I think decision-making, being less aggressive, he could really up that team in the future. Three have, names that we didn't even, oh, go ahead. Yeah, wait, go let ahead. me see, because I, I have a combination of both of yours. The only one that I have that you guys both didn't have is Neistead Power. I was just going to say, all right, we have yeah. three teams that we didn't even talk about. We didn't even talk about Power Nista until Michelle just said that. We didn't, none of us even mentioned Frank Modlin, Jamie Graham. Didn't 17. even think about it. I got him at 17. I mean, just what was <laughs> my mind? And a team I kept wanting to find a spot in my top 10 that I just, I kept going back to and I couldn't do it was Jeremiah Ellis and Ryan Hart. I really I, liked what I saw out of them at that first open. I just 20. I kept trying to See, find I put them spots. at 12. I put them at 12, so I'm higher than you. But I also have Rawls Kingsbury lower than you guys did. So, yeah, definitely interesting. We'll have to see yeah, how it plays I mean, out. Guy, guy. Like, no. Guy, I, guy. No guy, guy. I couldn't put mm-hmm. in there. I had Ferreira and Dennis relatively close. That could be a team that could – and. What about, I mean, what the hell are we going to get out of Matt Sorrells and Eric Davis? Yeah, yeah. I got them at 15. Wild card. Yeah, yep. I mean, so it's crazy. All right, you got a hot take, Trey? Yeah, I do. I'm going back to it. I took a Northeast player, and that's because I think either Mark Richards or Tony Smith sweep, uh, Mark Richards or Tony Smith sweeps the weekend. Ooh. They're going to, one of them Ooh. is going to win singles, one of them is going to win doubles. Um, uh, or no, one of them is going to win singles and doubles. I don't care which one it is. 
which means Tony Smith is getting a win in doubles in some way, shape, or form. So uh, flip a coin on who wins it. I think they're both really locked in. I think it's their time to shine. I'm expecting it now just so I can get them from number four to number two on my power rankings. Anthony? All right, I'm going to play off the doubles in the open. We've got the best, in my opinion, the best double team in the world, Batson and Grindersleeve breaking up. Batson saying, Eddie, I'm going to go get Gavin Cano. If you don't know Gavin Cano, he was like three points away from making the World Singles Championship. Grindersleeve goes, oh, that's fine. I'm going to go get Caleb Medanka. I'm going to say that Grindersleeve and Caleb finish higher than Batson Cano. Ooh, that is hot. Oh, I do yeah. like that, that's, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's much more exciting because I'm going the opposite. I'm picking Kano and Batson to win it. So that's There you go. Ah, <laughs> they're head-to-head. I like this. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good stuff, you guys. That's all we have time for today. Uh, enjoy the cornhole coming up this weekend for open number three, and we'll see you guys all next time.